Many years ago when I lived in India, I was in Dubai. Dubai, I, I lived in India and I traveled to Dubai with a friend of mine. His name's Stephen Cochran. And he was, he's actually now a PhD. He's a doctor. He's a real fancy theologian. If you've heard of the 40 days of prayer for the Muslim world, he was one of the people who instituted that and made that. He had a real heart for Muslims. He was our uh, director in Youth with a Mission, uh, um, the YWAM base in which we were living in. And I had this opportunity to travel with him. I was going to lead worship with a bunch of Christians. And yes, I I used to lead worship. I used to uh, do the guitar. I taught Helen everything she knows about leading worship. And so I had this opportunity to go with him to Dubai. And another uh, YWAM, some of you might know, Ross Tooley, who's written books on evangelism and, and so on. So I was the worship leader together with these Christians in, in Dubai. And of course, Dubai is an Islamic country. And so Christians can't freely worship. We can't do things like we're, we're doing here all over the place. And so we'd meet in small homes and stuff. In fact, the church in Dubai, when I went to it, it was an interesting sort of thing on unity uh, there, because as we came into it, what we found is that the Christians only have one building in Dubai. The, uh, there's mosques everywhere, but you Christians, you get one building. And in that building, it has many, many rooms. And uh, in my father's house, there are many rooms, so, uh, and that's where the church meets. But the churches, all the churches, so you're, you're preaching in this church. There's a Hindi church going on there. There's an Arabic church going on there. There's another, I don't know, Swahili church going over there, and all going at the same time. That's how the church met in there because they were not allowed to so, uh, meet in any other location. But we started doing these home groups and stuff in other locations and, 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 and going in there. And, and, and Steve would bring a devotional message at one, this one and that one. And on one of these sort of meetings, he brought out this scripture that has forever stayed with me. And I want to share with you on that today as we work towards moving into communion. And the scriptures found in Ecclesiastes, and you might have heard it before, but this was something I hadn't heard before. And it's one of those life, life sort of uh, scriptures. But if you know the book of Ecclesiastes, you know it's a, a gentleman getting to the end of his life, and he's starting to reflect on the human condition. He's starting to conf- uh, reflect on what is life like and uh, just the strange things us humans are. And, you know, this is meaningless, and that is this, and, uh, you know, we're but dust and stuff. He's reflecting about the, the, I don't know, all the comparisons of who we are as humans and our human condition and how we relate to God and how God relates to us. And so Steve told us to open to this particular passage that I'm going to read today. And like I said, when I heard it, it was such a strange passage, but it locked right into my, my heart and my spirit. And it goes like this, Ecclesiastes 10 verse 1. Are you ready for the word? Four of you. I said, are you ready for the word? Yeah. Say, I receive it. I receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, as dead flies give perfume a bad smell. Oh, Lord Jesus. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little, if I say a little, A little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. If I was to 
sum this up. If I was to take this passage and go, what what is this passage trying to say? What is it trying to teach us? What is it trying to speak to us? If I was to sum it up, I'd sum it up like this. Little bad things can make a big difference to big good things God wants to do in you and through you. Oh, Lord. I'll say it again. Little bad things can make a big difference to big good things God wants to do in you and through you. Little bad things can make a big difference to big good things God wants to do in and through you. When I lived in India, one of the favorite things I like to do, because food was cheap there and you can tell I like my food. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, we can tell. <laughs> As we get to go out, because food was cheap and takeaways were cheap, and, and, and one of our favorite sort of restaurants that we'd go, and I, I'm sure Grace and Jia will remember this, is one of, one of the favorite places we like to go was a Chinese restaurant called Chong Fa. Everybody say Chong Fa. <laughs> Chong Fa. And by the way, do you know that we have a, a Chinese people attending our service? And Snowder, I want to just say a big thanks to Snowder, who every week types and translates the message, my incredible messages, as I'm delivering them. And she types them in English, and it goes through a machine and turns it into Chinese. And some Chinese people uh, who are here in the service are able to read that. Can we say thank you uh, for those who do that? So if you're wondering, why is that lady typing on the computer? It's because she's translating the Word of God so they can understand it. In their language, the Holy Spirit speaks to the heart language. We can understand what they're saying. And so I like to go to Tong Fa. It's one of my favorite. In India, go to a Chinese restaurant that was owned by a Muslim man who would say, Salam Malikum, and I'd say, Malikum Salam. Every time I'd walk in there, he was very happy to see me, always because he knows this guy's going to eat a lot. So I go in and I, we went in with the family and we went through past the non-AC bit. And we went to the fancy bit, the AC bit, because, you know, India's hot. And so we ordered our dishes and stuff. I don't know about 20 dishes, but eventually it all came around and, and I got my fried rice. And I was sitting there and eating. And this is before I had glasses. I don't know whether the effect would have been the same these days. I might not have seen what I'm about to tell you. But in these days, so I'm, I'm, I'm eating my fried rice, and it was good. And I'm eating it, but out of the corner of my eye, actually not out of the corner of my eye, but I'm spotting something. Like I said, if I had today, I wouldn't probably spot it. I'd probably just go ahead. I wouldn't see it. Neither would Neil. Everybody say, Neil, you need to go to Specsavers. Come on, he needs to do it. He needs to do it. He's just waiting for that healing in Jesus' name. <laughs> uh, have you seen him walking into the pillars just to wreck him over uh, there? Okay. But out of the corner of my eye, I looked on the bowl of my fried rice, my delicious fried rice, and I could see some movement. I thought you'd say that. <laughs> I could see this little thing going. It's like, help me, help me. He's going to eat me. He's going to eat me. And it was climbing up the side of my bowl. And as I looked, what it was was a small maggot. <laughs> I knew you are going to love today's stories. It was a small maggot climbing to the, the, the top of the bowl. Pause for effect. 
So I brushed it off and carried on eating. No, I, uh, no, I didn't. How, how many know that small mag? I mean, it was small. I don't even know how it survived the cooking process. Uh, and, 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 and admittedly, it was trying to get out of my bowl. I mean, it was like, I don't want to be here either. It's like, help, help, there's a giant. But it's trying to get out of my bowl. But how many know that after seeing that, I couldn't finish the fried rice? I couldn't do it. That once more, even though it probably hadn't touched all the food, even though it hadn't probably, you know, been meshed all the way through, the, the fact that I saw that small baby maggot put me off the rest of the food and it somehow tainted that which was in the rest of the bowl, even though it was only small and the bowl of rice was very large. It put me off the rest of the food. I couldn't eat it. Just in the same way as those little dead flies, as small as they were, those little dead flies in the perfume had spoiled and soiled. <laughs> You're right, sweetheart. Yeah. Spoiled and sold the fragrance. That was in the jar. That was in the bottle. It ruined the smell of the thing, just like that small fly. I mean, ladies, any ladies here today? Um, yeah. Any men here today? Quickly, your chance. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anita's not here, so I thought I'd take my chance. Yeah. But you imagine, ladies, if you're. You know, I don't know, some of you, you're married, your husband's going to take you out, or maybe you found that guy, he's just like, ooh, low sugar. He's just not, and he says, come out, let's go out, honey. I want to take you someplace. And you say, where? And he said, I'm going to take you to some fancy restaurant. And you go there, and everything's so bright. I mean, the moon is shining, and the... Birds are chirping and, and it just feels so great. And you go, you go out and he takes you to this restaurant. And you get out there and they've got like guys who open the doors and let you out. And you're feeling so special. It's like, oh, Lord, maybe he's going to pop the question. I don't know. And so he goes in. He's dressed up. You've dressed up. As you know, you've spent, as you know, the guy's probably spent five minutes getting ready. But you've spent five hours getting ready. And you are, you are looking amazing. And like I say, you go into the restaurant. It's like top class, man. And, and when you see the dishes, there's nothing for under 100 bucks there. And you go, this guy is going, man, he's going at a whole nother level. And so he takes you and he sits you down. He wines and dines you. And the, see, everything's just perfect. And then towards the end of the night, uh, he, he opens a parcel. He, he pulls out actually a package for you. It's tightened, wrapped beautifully and it's got a bow on it. And, and you're like, that's, that, that's amazing. It's like, Ooh, what's it going to be? And you start to open it and pull it. And as you, you, you lift the top, you, you see the, uh, the bottle and it's saying, Dolce Cabana. Guys are sitting there, Dolce, what? It's like a fancy perfume. And I didn't know that because Grace told me. I said, give me the name of a fancy perfume. <laughs> so she, you open the Dolce, come on. Ooh, love. It's worth heaps, apparently. 
And you pull it out and you're just about to spray it on. You're so happy. You're just about to spray it and out of the corner of your eye, you see a fly. I don't know why. <laughs> but you see the fly. And the fly, is, it's, it's there. And you suddenly, hey, there's a, there's a fly there. And he turns around and he says, I know. That's how I got it for quarter of the price. I thought, what's the big deal? It's just a little fly. The per rest of the perfume's good. It'll be okay. How many know he's going to be sleeping on the couch tonight? How many know that man deserves a slap? Yeah, well, if you're not mad, you better be sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> Amen, Lord Jesus. That's a whole other message, which we will be doing when we go through Colossians. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. How many know that that man deserves a slap? Because how many know you, you're never going to use that perfume? You're never going to spray that on you. You're never going to use that Dolce Cabana. You're never going to uh, 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 do it. Because why? Because the, the, that little fly has spoiled the rest of the, the perfume. Even though the rest of the perfume may be perfectly good, even though the rest of the perfume may be perfectly okay, you are never going to use it because that little fly, everybody say yuck. Yeah. That little fly is going to affect the rest of the perfume. Let me say this. Little dead flies can affect the sweet fragrance of your life, of your ministry, of your dreams, of your potential. I want to ask you here today as we even move towards communion, are there any dead flies messing up the fragrance of your life? Are there any little dead flies Messing up the fragrance of your life. See, don't underestimate the little dead fly's ability to spoil and soil the sweet fragrance of your life. Discipleship 101, just simply this, it's not how you start that matters, it's how you finish. It's not how... You know, I've seen people come, oh, I come to Jesus, and then five years later, where, where are they? The flies took them out. Well, they're only little, but it took them out because it spoiled the fragrance of their lives. I, I, I'm just saying here today, let's do a clean. Let's get rid of some flies in our lives. See, what's the scripture saying? The scripture is saying the sweet fragrance of your ministry and life, all that's good can be spoiled and tainted by one small little fly, by one moment of stupidity, by one moment of foolishness, by one moment of folly. See, all that that person did on that date with the sweet honey and all that he did was wasted, gone 
deemed irrelevant because of one little fly, Christian, believer, follower of Jesus today. Watch out for the little things, the little flies in your life. Don't underestimate their power to take you out. To steal your dream, to sap your strength, and to make what was meant to smell beautiful stink. In the voice version of the Bible, it says this. Dead flies can spoil a good perfume in the same way. Listen, all the wisdom and honor in the world cannot outweigh a moment's folly. I think that's pretty incredible. It's saying, as the flies, dead flies spoil the perfume, so just a little folly can outweigh what? All the wisdom in the, in the whole world. Everything that's out there, just a moment of stupidity can take out a president. Just a moment of foolishness can take all the good that you've done and render it to nothing in a moment. I mean, you I told this story a few months ago, but it's worth, worth telling it again. It's one of my favorites when it comes to integrity of the man driving down the road pulls into a takeaway and says, let's get some chicken. Goes into KFC, buys a whole big, I don't know, 10 pack of chicken. Drives down to a park with his lady friend and just hanging out there. And as he opens the box of chicken, there's 10 grand sitting in there. They've given the salaries. Not salary, you know, but salaries. <laughs> it was all in there. They're like, oh my goodness, they've, they've given us the wrong, the wrong thing. I've got to go back i got to go back. I can't do this. I can't take that. That'd be wrong. I mean, that's just like bad. So they get in their car and they drive back and hand it back and say, you gave us the wrong thing, man. They're like, oh, man, thank you so much for coming, coming back. We were wondering where it was going. We're freaking out. We're freaking, freaking out. And they're like, man, your honesty is amazing. Your integrity is incredible. We want to, I'm calling the newspaper and, and we want everybody to know what's happening here. We want everybody to see that there are still honest people in the world. And the guy's like, no, no, please don't do that. And I was like, we need to, we need to do this. And he said, no, please don't do that. He said, why not? And he said, because the woman that's with me is not my wife. See, understand integrity, one area can be wiped out when we just do something stupid or something foolish or something in another area. It can wipe out all the good that was done in every other area. That's why it's so important for us to get rid of the flies in our life. And come on, if we're honest, we've all got flies. You turn up here today, I know you look good. You comb your hair, you put your makeup, you, put your, you do your thing. But I know we got flies. There are flies in the house. There'll be flies in my life. There'll be flies in your life. I want to take a moment in these, these next few minutes that we have together to get the flies out of the perfume. Get the flies out of the, the fragrance. Are there any dead flies in your life? I mean, right now, you'll know. Right now, the Holy Spirit, as He does His thing, will be be doing that work and you'll know that there's oh yeah gee, I haven't just got one fly I got four 
I don't get cleansed of that. See, what do I need, mean by fly? I, I mean simply, simply this. The Bible uses another term to, another three-letter word to describe the fly. It's called sin. People don't like talking about it. People don't like speaking about it. But it's there. And as I read out when I talked about Jesus says a few months ago, I read out this quote, which I'm repeating today by Daniel Chaudhry, which said, a man may die by a little fly choking him as by a lion devouring him. So likewise, little sins will sink a man to hell as soon as great ones. How many ministries have been wiped out by a little folly? The Song of Solomon's. 2 verse 15, it says, catch for us. The beloved speaks to the lover. The, 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 the bride speaks to the bridegroom. It says, catch for us the little foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. What do the foxes do? They would come in and gnaw away at the bottom of the branches, break the branches, and, and in the end, dig little holes down to the roots, which would eventually destroy the blossom on the plant, the fragrance that was there. And of course, the Song of Solomon is interesting where that scripture is found because it's speaking about the bridegroom and the bride and, when they, they, and the love that they have. And of course, that represents a picture of the church, the bride and the bridegroom and, and how it destroys the, the love between them. Friends, I want to tell you, I want to tell you as Christ is the bride, if we allow flies in our life, it will destroy the relationship that we have with the bridegroom. So let's take these moments to get rid of the fly. 